0: Happy Friday! This is the Phoenix Sports Podcast presented by the Drafting Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Cheerson, She's Michaela, And I'm wondering if we can just take a second in this show off the top to
1: appreciate the shirt I'm wearing right now. Oh, it's gorgeous. That print? Phenomenal.
0: It looks like it's almost like painted on. Bad Birdie does a tremendous job with all of their polos. Uh, All of the guys here in the office seem to be wearing them every other day. And I was like, no, 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 no. Max, I need it on this. These are tremendous. The girls (laughs) also have their own gear. Girls golf too. Yes, girls golf too. I happen to golf. Okay. And Bad Birdie has the best golf gear around. Um, So I'm rocking this.
1: I love it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. You will look like a queen out there on the golf course. So, shout out to Bad Birdie for hooking it, you up.
0: If you want to look as good as we do in Bad Birdie, you can use the promo code PHNX Sports for 15% off your order over at badbirdiegolf.com.
1: And if you also want to hang out with us, which I mean, why wouldn't you want to hang out with us? We're pretty <laughs> awesome. We are teaming up with our friends at Four Peaks to host some awesome. World Cup watch parties we will be doing watch parties for the group stages for USA and Mexico. So if you are a football fan and you want to cheer on either team USA or sorry, USA or Mexico, I learned today or, oh, Owen taught me that you don't say team USA. It's just USA. Um, obviously, I'm not a soccer girl. And you don't but... say
0: the ever. <laughs> you do not say the in soccer.
1: Oh, I did not know that. It's like, okay. It's not the rising. I'm rising. learning so much. Um, if you want to cheer on USA and Mexico, head on over to our events page on our website, gophnx.com. You can RSVP for all of our World Cup watch parties, and we hope to see you there because it's going to be a great time. We'll be doing beer specials. You'll we'll get $3 kilt lifters and wild wheat pints, it's going to be a great time and Obviously, the chicken tendies are going to be there, too. And who doesn't love a good chicken tendie? Um Thank you to our friends at Four Peaks. And as always, you must be 21 years or older. And please enjoy responsibly if you're going to be drinking a delicious Four Peaks beer.
0: I made a mistake and, and grabbed some apple drink instead of a four peaks today and i am really disappointed i did
1: that so always go for the four peaks hazy ipa that's the one (laughs) all right let's do a temperature check shall we let's do it we need a temperature check after what happened yesterday with the Arizona coyotes very interesting to sell was at the city council meeting yet again. I have a theory that Craig Morgan is doing this on purpose because he hates city council meetings and is forcing Chirsten to do it instead. Um, And that we need to get a Chirsten tip jar for every time she goes (laughs) to one of these city council meetings. Uh, So Chirsten, tell the people what you learned at the city council meeting yesterday. So
0: my biggest takeaway off the top is I think a lot of people seem to think this is a bad move for the Coyotes. So what happened last night was the Coyotes themselves requested that their proposed arena and entertainment district go to a public vote, which is a referendum. And um, it, they were the ones that stood up, requested it, and then the city council voted unanimously, agreeing with them uh, to go ahead and send it to referendum. So what's going to happen is city council is going to vote at the end of the month, as long as it passes within city council on May 16th, the public uh, residents of Tempe are going to be able to vote on this issue. If it gets shot down at the end of the month by city council, it's dead. Um, but as if it, it makes it past uh, city council, then a public vote, then they're going to be able to start putting shovels in the ground and we're good to go and they're going to continue on with this proposed project. So uh, yeah, so the biggest um, misconception I think with all of this is this is a negative move. Like this is something that the coyotes were like blindsided by that going to a public vote is not going to benefit them, but they were the ones that asked for this. And I think they are really confident. I genuinely think Genuinely think they are really confident that the public is going to side with them that this is a good thing for Tempe. Yeah. Um, And I'm pretty sure like this is my opinion that the Tempe City Council wouldn't hold a special meeting to go ahead and decide on a date for a public vote. If they did not internally think that they were going to approve it, and of course Mayor Woods yesterday was like, "Hey, this isn't a precursor to what we're we're going to decide." But like, if you read be- between the lines, like I have a really good feeling that it's going to pass within City Council, and by the time it gets to residents, this is something that's going to benefit everybody.
1: Yeah, I definitely think it's a good thing that the uh, City Council voted to send it to referendum because it. Puts the power or the their perception of power in the hands of the public, and they now get a say in whether or not they want this arena in Tempe or not. Which I think, honestly, is the right thing to do. Um, Obviously, I don't think there's going to be many people out there who think it's a bad thing because I don't see how they could. The Coyotes are paying for everything, you know. The Coyotes because people are
0: uninformed.
2: That's the big thing. There will be a misinformation like Campaign. campaign. Almost undoubtedly. So there will be people that will vote against this because they think the taxpayers are going to have to foot the bill, which is not, like you true. Said, not the tr- not the case. I'm sure the airport is going to make that do their campaign to try and make people think that planes will be falling out of the sky or whatever their deal <laughs> Onto is. Onto the arena. So there, there, there will definitely be an effort, but. If people have the facts straight. Yeah, I mean, it's just
1: frustrating, though, because like the Coyotes want to build a brand new, gorgeous entertainment district with housing and restaurants and an arena on a dump. It's literally a dump site. There is nothing else there that they could possibly benefit from other than it being a dump site. So I just don't I mean, I know that there's going to be a lot of misinformation out there and there are going to be maybe some small special interest groups that don't want to see this go forward. But It just, to me, is a home run. Like, the coyotes are literally taking garbage and making something beautiful out of it, literally. Yeah. And they're paying for it. And And creating,
0: like thousands and thousands of jobs yeah. too which is a good thing which
1: is so important and so i just i hope that there isn't a lot of pushback from these small small interest groups which i'm sure there will be but it's just unfortunate because um there really shouldn't be any reason for it but i am glad that the public will get to have a say in it this is their community you know this is something that is going to affect them and their style of living moving forward so it's it's i think it's a good thing that the public gets to weigh in on it um Obviously, it's a bummer that it delays the arena a little bit, but you got to do it. I
0: think they saw this coming, and to be honest with you, it's a good thing uh, that it happened. You know, the meeting was actually not as much as to whether or not they should send it to referendum. It was about securing that May date because if they didn't, you have to have 180 days in advance to get something on a ballot. So if they didn't meet and approve that last night, they were going to have to wait for a later date which the next time Mm -hmm. to be able to vote on it was going to be August. So I think there was probably a little bit of anticipation that uh, if they didn't get this done there was a potential that it could be sent to referendum for one reason or another down the line. And they were going to miss that window between May and August. So that's also something to to just think about. It's like, you know, in my opinion, maybe the Coyotes felt like it was going to be sent to referendum at some yeah. point mm-hmm. so they're like okay let's just get ahead of this now what they said yesterday was had nothing to do with that so this is again just me like speculating that there's probably a good chance that they wanted to get ahead of it and yeah. just go ahead be and proactive be proactive about mm-hmm. it yep uh but the what they said yesterday team president and ceo javier gutierrez said you know they want to showcase Three things like these three pillars of why they're wanting it to go to referendum was because they want to show their commitment to staying in Tempe. uh, They want to show their commitment to transparency and they want to show their commitment to inclusivity. And what's more inclusive than allowing the entire city to come together to actually have a say in the matter? Yep, absolutely. Um, So that so that was their, you know, that was their they're politically correct and what they <laughs> wanted to everybody to think. And
1: but now I guess you get to weigh on it, right? Like that's a big piece of this too, because I think We've already started to see the mutual beneficial relationship that the Coyotes have created with ASU through the, the temporary uh, situation with Mullet Arena. And, you know, the student section was has been packed for the Coyotes home games that we've seen so far. So I think there's like a great relationship that the Coyotes are building with ASU, which I also think is huge in creating that hockey culture in younger people here in the Valley. Right. Cheers.
0: Yeah, and not only that, if
1: you, you if you think about ASU is the
0: number one employer of the city of Tempe. ASU and its employees makes up a the majority of Tempe, right? And so now any faculty, any student that is a resident can now weigh in on this. And the Coyotes have already built a relationship with Tempe. And, you know, Craig Morgan will be the first to to bring this up. It's like, "Hey, maybe somewhere in the mix of this asu basketball will have a new place to play in a few years they might be able to work something out to where they can share the facility with the coyotes and so i think opening it up to the public for like to me this is the 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 thing that stands out the most to me is look at asu look what you've built the relationship that you've built with them and now they're going to be able to have a say in all of this. Like that's really big and really beneficial to
1: the coyotes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And even though we see this as like a huge positive and a huge amazing thing, there are always going to be people who love to hate on the coyotes. I don't think it's, it's ever going to end. Um, We had the breaking news, obviously, because we are your source for everything Arizona Coyotes. Um, And because we had that breaking news and there was a graphic out on our Twitter account and our Instagram, people were commenting all over the place. Again, super horrible things, which I think we've just come to expect at this time because they are misinformed. They don't realize that this is a good thing. And they are assuming that this means that the arena is not going to happen. Or they just made all these incorrect assumptions about why this is bad and they calling them a poverty franchise. Like it just was back to square one when it comes to the coyotes and the people that hate them. And at this point, I've just learned to embrace the hate and laugh at it because they get so wound up about a team that they don't even support. And it's just hilarious that they're spending their time and energy talking trash about a team that they genuinely like shouldn't even be caring about. It's a little bizarre
0: like how many people feel so strongly about wanting this franchise to fail. Yeah. It's like what did the Coyotes first off? They're not even like a franchise that's had this ton of success and all these rivalries that like mm-hmm. really have created something to now they're, you know, kind of not doing so hot and you're you're like, "Hey, you deserve this." Ha ha, ha. like this what? Like the Coyotes, what have they ever even done? Just they they've they just exist. They <laughs> they exist and they've had a long history of failed ownerships that you know, is not their fault. It's not necessarily their fault. It's not current ownership's fault, at least either. And it's certainly not like the coyotes, like the guys that suit up and play for this team. It's not their fault fault. And it's also not, it doesn't speak to people in Arizona, not supporting their team. Like I think people Mm -hmm. there's again, misinformation. Everyone wants to create their own idea of why they're in this situation. And, also root for their downfall even though it's like dude why don't you want them to succeed just
1: let them be like they don't do
0: anything to you
1: to anybody at this point like in time it's sad honestly it's like picking on like the kid that has like the lifts in school who like can't do anything to change his list but you're just gonna like bully him anyway like that's the energy that you all like coyotes haters give me it's just mean bully energy and I don't like it like go do anything else with your day go kick rocks like go watch the sky go watch grass grow literally do anything else but bag on the coyotes because it's so unnecessary (laughs) i would love to go out and stare at the sky it sounds right oh especially now it's not 100 degrees outside in arizona i've been loving the weather as of late uh, well, when the new arena finally does happen, which we are manifesting and putting out into the world, that it will happen because that is the energy that we like on this podcast. I'm sure that you could get tickets to those games on the GameTime app. But in the meantime, while you're waiting for the new arena to be built, you can get tickets on the GameTime website right now. You can get tickets to Cardinals games, ASU hockey games, Suns games, Coyotes games. You can go to concerts. You can get parking passes, anything you need. In terms of a event or a sporting event, is on Game Time, and we can't recommend them enough, you guys. You can save up to sixty percent on tickets when you use the link in our description to get tickets to sporting events or concerts, and they're great for procrastinators out there like me who wait for last minute everything when it comes to making plans. So if you did need you, a ticket, uh, weren't go you get supposed it. to purchase my ticket for tomorrow? I'm looking at this right um, now. I sure did. Mac- I got you one. You got it. I got you one. Oh my god! On my- a Game Time app. After- yeah, I use our game time link. My beautiful, wonderful mother is coming into town to visit, and I will be taking her. Tristan will be taking her to an ASU hockey game because um, I cannot attend, so she's going to get to hang out with Tristan. Isn't that so great? And I got both of their tickets using the game time link in our description. I have no idea what's happening there. Is dancing happening behind the screen? We're just going to let it that we'll go. Shane, if you're going to dance, you might as well <laughs> yeah, come in front of come the come screen. Yeah, just come it on the screen. What are we doing here? <laughs>
0: this um, is what this is what uh, listening to about the Shane, game time oh, app does. To Shane, oh, can
2: you do some for? Me? Me, can you hit that little wrist flick yeah, for me? shano
1: Everyone's really excited about go, using Game go. Time.
2: Can you Game Time for me? That's
1: on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, but make sure you get your tickets using the link in our description. It's the best way to support us and also save yourself money. <laughs> woo Charles (laughs) Shane (laughs) (laughs) Um, also hey Chris hey Elizabeth thanks for tuning in glad you guys made it on time we will forgive you for being late Elizabeth don't worry (laughs) we also needed we could have used Shane
0: too because Shane out of anybody is is, he seems like he's the master at using the underdog fantasy app here Uh, he hosts a show for us so he might as well be uh, the master at this app Um, but uh, Sean maybe you would know
2: I wouldn't know. I have five digits in my my underdog account right now. Uh, two of those digits come after the decimal, but still.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite part about using the underdog fantasy app?
2: Um, ooh, I like the live drafts, to be honest with you, because, like, a lot of times before games, we'll, we'll just grab, like, three or four people and we'll just do, like, a daily fantasy draft for a game. So that's fun. It also, like... I'm a graphic designer. I just like how nice it looks. Like the oh. app is a very pretty app. Yeah. They got nice colors. They got nice pictures. They have they use fun pictures for players sometimes. So I enjoy it. But I also like making money on it because to me it's the most fun way to make money. I was going ask you how
0: often uh, Shane makes money off of it, but
2: you know how often of Shane makes money? I am honestly yeah. not sure. I would probably argue the majority not. of the time that he uses it, he probably makes money. Um, My
0: favorite part about it is you can pick between players from all different sports
2: you can you can grab someone from a random soccer game throw them in with like a justin fields prop justin fields higher on rush yards this week by the way locking in on underdog fantasy app okay um yeah no it's fun i like using it for coyotes games too because sometimes coyote games can be a little rough to watch they haven't recently (laughs) not recently sometimes sometimes they can be a little the coyotes
1: are a wagon they won three games in a row
2: w-a-g-g-i-n apostrophe Uh they are
1: a freaking wagon the coyotes are on
0: fire right so now whatever you do for your next pick highly suggest it has something to do with the coyotes because i they're just the team to put your money on right now in my opinion
2: yeah always keep an eye out for oh, higher on carol Vomelka's saves because the coyotes like to give up a lot of shots and then he has to kind of be he has to kind of stand in his head so i i, I like okay. his higher on saves a lot that's
0: not necessarily good but <laughs> no it's not it's not but coyotes, good good not tip, great. You,
2: coyotes win a lot of games where they get out shots, so
0: Well, if you get all of your picks right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. So search for that app, download it using that promo code PHNX, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Again, that is PHNX as the code on the Underdog Fantasy app.
1: Before we talk about the Arizona Cardinals, really quick, cheers. I'm going to call an audible um, why do you think the Arizona Coyotes are not Arizona coyote right now? Like, they need to lose uh, so that they can get Connor Bedard, and they are not losing. They are a freaking, like, I love, don't get me wrong, like, watching them beat the Sabres when the Sabres are supposed to be one of the best teams in the NHL, amazing. Relax. Mint. Loved it. Like, the fact that they won three games in a row, incredible. But, like, at the same time, like, Coyotes. You're supposed to be coyote and you're not coyote Like, you need to lose. Like, we want Connor Bedard. Like, stop winning. I can't get, I don't understand and I don't
0: I <laughs> don't think I mean this team was predicted to finish last in the league like dead last. So not just like here locally this was Vegas predicting. So I don't really know. Obviously, you could say, oh, well, they've got a great power play that's really helped them win games. But it's like, well, where did that power play come from? Yeah. None of this was supposed to happen. They're defying odds for sure. I don't I'm not going to say it's necessarily like a bad thing. I understand draft implications, but I think it's good for morale. Yeah, to be honest that's with you. True. And I don't, with playing at Mullet and just like it, they just have They've been so bad the last couple of seasons that it's it's making it really fun. It's making it fun for fans. It's giving people a reason to watch. And I don't know that that's a bad thing.
1: Yeah, I agree. Morale is everything in the sports world. Uh, and it is very important. Speaking of morale, there is a team in the Valley that might not have a lot of it. And um, they've been featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. And it debuted yesterday, right? Two days ago. It debuted this week. Wednesday. Wednesday. And uh, a lot of things happened in it that had me saying, say what? So let's talk about it, Cherson, because I don't know if I've ever seen something as interesting as what I saw during Hard Knocks, oh, was the Arizona Cardinals edition. It was honestly fascinating. Um, I think it helped me put a more human... Element to the Cardinals, if that makes sense. Because, you know, when I think of the Cardinals, like I think of what I see during game day. And what I see on game day is very limited to the overall picture of what it means to be a professional football player for the Arizona Cardinals. And, you know, seeing them in their home environments with their families, like out off of the field, like not on game day, is I think helped me humanize them a little bit and have like a little bit more empathy, I guess. Because before, i was ready to burn down the organization yeah. um i think somebody in our comments was like hashtag fire cliff, hashtag fire climb. i was very much on that train i I'm not, I'm not saying that i'm off of it because there are so many problems facing this organization but after watching the first episode of Hard Knocks, I think I have just a little bit more empathy for everybody in that organization now because it did a really good job of humanizing the players and the coaches and the staff, which I think is what it was meant to do, obviously, because it's a documentary. But um, that was my overall impression from the first episode. Chirsten, what was yours?
0: Yeah, well, first off, I have always watched Hard Knocks and always get, you know, a kick out of finding the underdog that usually is going to end up getting cut, but liking his story. Um, but, like, it's always the same story. They focus in on usually, you know, it's just an interesting storyline. A lot of times it doesn't carry into the season, but it's just the environment's different. They're not playing games. And it's the same thing, different player, different team every year. hmm I really enjoyed getting an inside view behind the scenes mid season. And a lot of people are like, oh, that was really hard to watch and revisit. But I was with you. I was like, that softens my attitude that I have towards them losing these games and having this season that they've had so far. Mm-hmm. For sure. Even Cliff. It's like, uh, you, you take a look at him and his environment and him saying how he tries to block everything out and you kind of just look at him as like oh he's just a guy, right? Yeah. Not somebody who's like intentionally trying to ruin the franchise and you know I mean? yeah. it's like all these things you get you you have all this built up uh anger towards the team and then you see them off the field or you know in the locker room
1: and you yeah. know, interacting with each other and it's like dang, I They are human. Ah. Like it's so hard because we have such limited access to them. Like we see them playing the game on the field and then we get like maybe a couple minutes with them in a press conference setting and that's it. So like, it's hard to like materialize or just like understand what they're feeling because they don't, always express that and it's like we get so frustrated as fans or media members like watching them lose and it's like do you do they understand how frustrating it is for us and like are they frustrated like are they upset like do they care at all like or is this just like a job to them they check in they check out they're done so seeing them upset like seeing Buda Baker in the locker room telling them they need to get their shit together like you know all of that all of those like raw moments of emotion where like they care like they're they don't want to lose they don't like losing like it at least made me feel a little bit better because I'm like okay I'm not alone like they are aware of like this is not fun this is not great like they know that and they feel that and they're experiencing it so it just helped me a little bit uh (laughs) with my emotions and my anger towards this team
0: yeah I don't know that I ever question whether or not they care but you it does tug at your heartstrings a little bit when you see a guy like Buddha that cares so much about this team and the community and its fan base as well there's definitely I, I think it was that he mentioned it while he was talking to his teammates was like, he's sick of losing at home. Yeah. And that was not something that was just said, but it was said with conviction. And I appreciated that because that's not just a storyline and not just something that fans feel like uh, is like going wrong on their end. It's something that they genuinely feel they have a responsibility to the fan base to Mm -hmm. win games at home and they're sick of it too. So, yeah, I just thought it was I just thought it was really fascinating and I love Buda Baker as if I didn't already. I love him more than ever. He's just such a good guy for the locker room. He's such a good representative at, for as an athlete here in the valley. And um it's Wonderful unfortunate human. that he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. But um, but he yeah. was at practice. Yeah, I I you know, he not likely to play, but at least he's getting back out on the field. Um,
1: He was moving well, according to, so our uh, Howard Blazier was out there and he said that he was moving well. He was high stepping uh, during stretching. So he's got some more mobility in that hamstring, which is always good to see. Um, But I don't know about you, but just seeing him out there, I know that I know, like I think maybe we might have different, different opinions on this, but I think him being out there taking the initiative, like I just don't necessarily think all athletes take you know, their job as seriously as Buddha does. And like the, the dedication and the sheer like willpower to like overcome this injury, make sure that he's out there with his teammates showing up for them day in, day out, even though he's injured, like doing everything in his power to get back out on the field as fast as he can, like means a lot to me. Um, And I think it shows just like, again, what type of person he is. And I don't know, necessarily know if that's the status quo in the NFL all the time.
0: Yeah. I mean, he, he went from like, there's no chance he's going to play to he might play, although I, I, I would be shocked if he did because they're really trying to be uh cautionary with it. Mm-hmm. He's got a high ankle sprain, which <sighs> is difficult and it takes a long time and it's easy to reaggravate and all the things. Um it, you know, so I would really, really be surprised if he ends up playing. I think when you, before the show got started, mentioned that not every player is going to work that hard to get back. and My initial response was that should be the standard for everybody playing the National Football League, anybody playing for purpose that's bigger than them uh their teammates the fan base especially when you're down like the cardinals are down you're gonna you you should have the desire to want to work your way back as soon as possible um and so that's just the standard that i hold every you know athlete to in general i mean this is your job and um so yeah and i'm not surprised because that's just buddha's personality um he's a very high quality just Human being in general, and a very hard worker. So I mean, shoot, if we if we do end up seeing him play on Saturday or Sunday, though, I I mean, I'll be surprised. Yeah. So I mean, that would be great if we are able to see somebody else that we're unsure of whether or not we're going to see suit up on Sunday is Kyler Murray. He's questionable. Is going to be a game time decision. Didn't practice on Wednesday and has been limited since with a hamstring injury that he suffered uh, against the Seahawks when he slid on after a scramble um and that's something that we saw a little bit some light shed onto it in hard knocks as well again just like just really interesting to see the behind the scenes he made some comments on the sideline after he fumbled the ball kind of suggesting that because his hamstring wasn't Great. He didn't run full speed, but had he ran full speed and slid, maybe he wouldn't um, have fumbled the ball. So anyway, so we got a little bit of insight into that and we're expecting that he was going to have that hamstring, uh, you know, potentially be an issue this week. But uh, Kyler Murray, your starting quarterback, questionable for Sunday, which would be an interesting turn of events.
1: Yeah, that definitely throws a wrench into some things for the Cardinals for sure. You never want to not go into a game without your starting quarterback. You're uh, telling
2: me you don't want to see John Wolford versus Colt McCoy? That doesn't get you excited?
1: No. no. Can't say it does. Um <laughs> although Didn't we
0: see that like 2 years ago? <clears throat>
2: Honestly, don't remember,
1: but the Cardinals did prove last season that they can win without Kyler Murray under center if it comes down to it. So, you know, if Kyler does not play on Sunday, I don't necessarily not have any faith in Colt to lead the team, Um, but definitely don't want to go into a game without your starting quarterback. There are so many issues facing this team right now and not having Kyler Murray is not something that we need to add to the list by any stretch of the imagination. I don't want to pile on uh, what's the Cardinals are dealing with with yet another issue because let's be honest, Kirsten, like this has been a very disappointing season for so many different reasons, and it's not easily fixable. It's also not easy to diagnose to most people. And so we just I just don't want to add another thing to the plate of this disaster Cardinal season so far,
0: yeah, I you know. The worst thing, though, is, like, I don't feel like Kyler can be Kyler if he's injured. So if it takes sitting out a week so that he can heal up, and I don't know, maybe this would even take more than a week. But if it takes him sitting out compared to him just not being able to play his game, I would take Colt McCoy, who has done well. Yeah. Especially last year when his jersey was called, when Kyler was out. So um, I wouldn't mind seeing Colt. Um you know, Sean mentioned it. The Rams could be without their starting quarterback as well, so I, I certainly wouldn't mind Colt McCoy stepping in. And if it means uh, that that Kyler the next time he steps out on the field, he's going to be able to play his game, then I'm I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, going back to Hard Knocks, something that I thought too was interesting from it that we got a little more context to was what happened between D Hop and Kyler Murray on the sidelines um, when they had that. It looks like a heated in- interaction. It looks like
0: that. And the internet certainly
1: took it, took that, it that way. way yeah. yeah. But it turns out that D-Hop was just asking like what Kyler was seeing because there was a play where he was wide open and Kyler was looking at the other side of the field. So. He wasn't
0: asking it. He yeah, was definitely it was more like, being like, dude, what, <laughs> the, what heck? the heck? I was open. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you throw me the ball? Yeah. So Kyler was just saying... I was looking at you and that exchange is what we got Kyler pointing downfield saying I was looking at you is what everybody saw and was like, oh, my God, Kyler's, uh, you know, screaming at his teammate and look at this. And it totally got twisted. And so that's just another reminder of like everything we see on the sidelines. And I'm guilty of it, too. Like we made judgment about, but we can't actually hear what they're saying. 99% 99% of the time yeah, and it could be any scenario. They could have been arguing about anything, but Deandre Hopkins was actually the one that started it. Mm-hmm. And Kyler was just saying, I was looking at you. It was a totally, totally normal exchange. And Oh, by the way, every receiver, especially if you're the number one receiver is always going to want the ball and always feels like they're open and always feels like if the ball wasn't thrown to them, it should have been. So like when I say it's a normal exchange, It is a normal exchange and there was really nothing to it. But again, it was looked at poorly on Kyle's Kyle, Kyler's behalf. (laughs) Um,
1: And so I will say, sorry, Kyler. You didn't deserve it that time. <laughs> <laughs> that time. Um, I also just loved, again, going back to how human it made those players seem. I love the personalities that we got to see. Um, one of my favorite moments was when JJ was making fun of Buddha on the sidelines. Buddha was excited that this little girl had the same jersey, as he, the same number. And JJ was like, oh, it must be the same size, too. Um, obviously <laughs> taking a shot at Buddha's size, which I thought was so funny. Um, seeing Zach Ertz complain about the rain when he was told Arizona never rains. Obviously, that was awesome as well. I want to know, Tristan, if there's anything that surprised you because one thing that really surprised me was the fact that Cliff Kingsbury knows that he's a Leo and that he has a lion painting in his house because he's a Leo and I was like what like usually like men don't know anything about astrology so i'm not saying that it's a bad thing but i was a little caught off guard i thought it was like a touch egotistical but hey you know whatever whatever floats your boat if you want to have lion paintings in your house because you're a leo like go for it but it caught me so off guard i was not expecting cliff kingsbury to care about his astrology at all <laughs> sean
0: uh let out a big sigh did you have something to say
1: about that
2: that was my biggest takeaway from this hard Knocks episode is that Cliff is cringy as a <laughs> motherfucker. That shit, he is a loser. He has got the Shine. he has got the he has got the most middle aged single man energy ever. I'm a cancer, by the way. I know that. I would never hang up a giant picture of a crab in my house. Like, well, I thought I first I thought he was doing it because like yeah, I'm a lion, no, like, I'm cool. And then it's just like I have my opinions about astrology that I'm not going to get into right now because I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. But I thought it made him look like a weirdo. That was my takeaway. His whole house kind of made him look like a weirdo. That shit was empty. It was a little freaky. His house is beautiful. His house is beautiful, but the lack of furniture made me uncomfortable. Twenty uh,
1: throw pillow pillows that were just, yeah, just like on top stacked of up his on be- his bed.
2: Yeah, that's what <laughs> like, I was just, Did you
1: not make your bed uh, before HBO came out? That's what over? I was just saying. Like,
2: <laughs> like no, there's no decor. <laughs> like I, I want my home to feel like a home. It yeah. just felt like very like I'm just very here. Modern. Well, I mean, I guess he is, like he did say, like, yeah, I leave and it's dark and I get home and it's dark. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he spent a whole lot of time there, but yeah, the decor threw me off a little bit, yeah, including a like
1: come on, Cliff. make your bed. Like HBO's coming over. Like, that's what are we saying?
2: Like Plus it's not like he's gotta decorate the house. He's got you got people, people for that. For you, like, yeah. Pay somebody to decorate it. Um, there
0: are minimalists that really don't like a lot of stuff,
1: though. Like, may that probably
2: feel seen not, Kim I mean, Kardashian's house? That's what he said, right? Like, part of it was that he liked to get there and, like, he shut
1: off. Like, he liked the open, like, yeah, liked open, the open space. space and the
2: open light. Yeah. I, so I understand that. The lion really upset me though. Yeah. Actually, that was, that was I, uh, my
1: I'm a Capricorn and my astrological uh sign is a seagoat. It's a half Yo, a goat. If, with, if there like, is not a
2: giant seagoat picture in your house. I
1: well, okay, unfortunately, if you don't know this about me, I am definitely Genuinely terrified of goats, That's so a, I couldn't hang up anything Capricorn related in my house, anyways, because it would make me want to cry. Because a I picture of a goat? Of goat. Yes.
2: Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Oh god. They're horrible,
1: horrible, horrible animals, and I will never, ever in my life own anything goat related. Goats so. are sweet. Uh, no.
2: I'm with you, This is, this is the most ridiculous. <laughs> Irrational, irrational fear i've ever seen they're so
1: scary they're terrifying animals oh but looks- you're not scared
2: of a lion like you
1: what no, a lion is a cat i'm obsessed with cats um kirsten, you're an- your head off literally no it's a kitty kirsten you're an aquarius right i think your sign is just a uh water it's a little wave really yeah i think so i don't think you have an animal
2: i don't know i could be wrong um I don't
0: really know that much. irrational not logical or
1: reasonable textbook my textbook, of goats? Def- textbook. Yes.
2: textbook definition of illogical yes. irrational
1: goats are nice goats are horrible goats are cute baby horrible goats Goat yoga vibe oh it's awful
2: Yeah, nobody, um, nobody's
1: doing yoga with a lion <laughs> jay is a gemini i love everyone's just dropping their astrological signs now this makes me so happy yeah yeah wait um, what if he
2: was a taurus or an aries he can't have ram stuff in his house
1: yeah that's true mm, um tauruses are bulls Elizabeth good thing they're is not tourist. in the nfc north that's true. That's a fact. Um. Oh my gosh. Anyways, I was really caught off guard by the fact that uh, Cliff Kingsbury knew that he was Leo and also lion <laughs> in his house. Yeah, I definitely
2: did not see that coming from. Him. He didn't strike me as a an astrology guy. Yeah, you think um, he's reading his daily horoscope?
1: Probably. What do you think it He says? gives that energy to me that he would read in his horoscope. Um, Daniel, drop your birthday in the comments if you're comfortable and I'll tell you what you are. Cheers in. Any other final thoughts on Hard Knocks? So not about this episode, but something that wasn't
0: shown but was talked about this week is that uh, Cliff and Vance Joseph supposedly, I guess they watch film with team owner, Michael Bidwell uh, to explain what the team is doing and where it's falling short, which I can't imagine is a normal thing to do. Um, I think that's called helicopter ownership. Parenting, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: helicopter ownership,
0: <laughs> which is also ironic because he flies a helicopter. There, yes. <laughs> who who would be a better person to helicopter a team than a pilot himself, right? I mean. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping this next episode, we s- get a look into this awkward owner meeting with Cliff and Vance Joseph having to explain themselves of
1: where I think everybody... that's bizarre, yeah, I... like so bizarre. Why do you not trust the people that you hire to make decisions about the team that you own? Like, I just don't, I think that's so weird. Like you don't have anything better to do with your time than helicopter parent, your GM and your head coach. I mean, I'm not saying that they don't need some helicopter parenting based on no, what we've Joseph, seen. The
0: defensive coordinator not, not, not a uh, kind, but Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, but I mean, well, if anybody doesn't need it, it's Vance Joseph. If anyone has shown that they are a competent coach that can put together good schemes, it's Vance Joseph. Like he is the last person that you need to helicopter parent in that organization.
0: I would say the thought of that meeting and those interactions in and of itself makes me want to grab an OGs because it gives me anxiety that shouldn't be happening. And I don't know that that is the answer to, I don't think like getting in on a meeting and having you explain every single thing that went wrong is the answer that's going to turn this entire ship around. So uh, yeah, maybe after this, I'll take an OGs because um, it's unnecessary. But it we love OGs. It it calms us down. It gets us in a vibe, and uh, <laughs> quite frankly, I'll take any excuse to uh, to pull out an OGs. They're delicious. Orange uh, creamsicle flavor. Or, yeah, oh. just about to go there. Orange creamsicle, my <laughs> absolute favorite, Max favorite, and uh, yeah, like I said, good vibes. Always good vibes. I've never had anything but just good, like. I am happy to be here and calm and uh, just love life right now. Their new sleep edition gummies
1: (laughs) also hit the spot if you need to knock out and get some good night's sleep. Oh my gosh, their aqua berry flavored sleep gummies, incredible. Cannot recommend enough, but... As always, you must be 21 years or older to enjoy. But you can find OGs at your local dispensary. Um, Yes, Daniel, you are a Sagittarius. Thank you, Charles, for coming in clutch with that.
2: Which is an archer, by the way. And that one goes hard.
1: Yeah, that one does go hard. We love Sagittarius's. Also, we love December babies because I'm also a December baby. You know what? Also, we love furniture. (laughs) Furniture is my favorite thing to talk about. These beautiful chairs that you see were provided to us by more furniture along with the rest of our furniture in our office. So thank you so much to our friends at more and if you're in the market for some beautiful new furniture you can shop their fall sale going on right now at morefurniture.com if you spend a thousand dollars you'll also receive a hundred dollar gift card so there has never been a better time to get some new furniture than right freaking now and more furniture is the place to do it. I did
0: want to say too um, I wanted to make sure I got it right that the Cardinals are three point underdogs in this game but on the DraftKings Sportsbook app but more interestingly the over under is set at 40 points Point five points which if you're talking about potentially two backup quarterbacks yeah uh, a high. that what tw-
2: what did you say it was 40 and a half 40 and oh half? i thought you said 30 and i was like what no yeah. 40
0: and a half i feel like i would take the under on that this
1: feels like a battle of the field goals game to me so yeah, i also would take be. the under
2: yeah i, it, I mean once it's officially announced who the quarterbacks are, it probably yeah, will go down change. or up depending on who they announce, right. I suppose. but
0: For now, I'm definitely taking the under on that. So you can go over to is... the DraftKings Sportsbook app, keep an eye on it, see if it changes depending on who the starting quarterbacks are. Uh, but for new customers, you can make any $5. Um, this is for NBA still. Um, new customers, you're going to get uh, free bets if you, if you place a bet on the Cardinals game. But specifically, if you also want to put your money down on the NBA money line in any NBA game, if you bet $5, you're going to get $200 if your team wins. So they've got deals going on all over the place, but especially for NBA. Um, And uh, yeah, we also love the DraftKings Sportsbook app. As always, it is simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX, though. Always use that promo code PHNX on the app um, and with all of our sponsors. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for Details.
1: Whew. There were some things that happened on the internet this week. Cheers. That had me saying. Did you see this? And I am so excited to talk about it because, as always, the internet has been undefeated uh, unless you've been on Twitter, in which Twitter is I'm currently a getting break defeated. From Twitter. I think I'm <laughs> sick of it. Yeah, um, Twitter's going on the struggle bus right now. Not just
0: Twitter for the sake of like just the Twitter platform, but just I think people right now are just on another one.
1: On yeah, that is very true. Um, but besides that, there were some amazing things that happened on the internet this week, including the fact that we've got some sick new city edition jerseys for the Phoenix Suns. I am obsessed. I think they are so cool. The Suns also released an awesome, awesome, awesome marketing campaign all over the internet that explain the design and the significance and the reasoning be- behind these jerseys and the very thoughtful choices that went into everything that you see on these jerseys. I was blown away by their marketing team and the videos that they put together and just the overall like consideration and time that was taken to bring in Native peoples um, and to reach the Native community. I just was so excited about this whole thing. And I think they are a slam dunk. I love them. I think they're beautiful. And I don't care what anybody has to say about it. There was some criticism on the internet about it, but I don't care. I think they're awesome.
0: I think if you don't understand the story and reasoning behind it, and you just take a look at just blue, blue what does Blue have anything to do with yeah. the Phoenix Suns, then you're going to just give a judgment based on that. But once you really uh, take a look at the story behind it, the attention to detail and the way that they're honoring the I mean, uh, Native American heritage here in Arizona, which their culture is a big part of uh, of the state of Arizona and here in the Valley. I think you have an instant appreciation for what those jerseys represent. And I don't know how you could take a look at that promo video and, and have a full understanding of that and still hate on those jerseys because um, after I think I was probably in that same boat of just taking a look at this turquoise, and you're like, Well, this doesn't have anything to do with the sons at all. And then you're, you take a look at it, and then you see the, the details down the side and tribes' names, and you're like, Okay, and, and also the court, they nailed the yeah, court. Yeah, the court's as really well. cool. And you're like, All right, I definitely am behind this. Um,
1: I absolutely love it. Yeah. So actually the words on the shorts, um, it means sons in different native languages, which I didn't know. I thought it was oh, also nice. tribe names, but they actually had to reach out to every tribe that's represented in Arizona and get them to, um, tell them what. Oh, so sons in their, in their okay, language. Yeah. It. But what's really cool about this. I didn't know this until I read, I uh, watched the video is a lot of native people's languages are, um, spoken languages. They're not written languages, so they had to reach out with the, tri- like with each tribe, get. Permission to use their word, they had the tribe had to tell them what the word is so that they could write it down because it's a spoken language, and like that is unbelievable. The fact that they got permission from tribes who have a thousand year old plus language that's a spoken language that's now written down on their jersey like that to me is just so cool.
0: Yeah, I think everybody, you know, each team, each market has just. A part of their culture that is just meaningful and different unique and we here in arizona have such a unique and special culture and i think it's incredibly important for us to not only recognize but celebrate and honor it Mm -hmm. so well done
1: sons yeah if you're in the comments let us know what you think about the jerseys um we love to include you in the show also something that won the internet this week the arizona coyotes have been on a troll job which honestly makes my heart so happy because um their intern is our former intern miss mallory and uh i can tell she's been helping with their social game because after the did mallory do that yeah girl
0: wow um
1: in case you missed it the zamboni broke During the Sabers game on the ice. There was how long was the delay, Sean? Do you remember? It it's was like
0: a, it was about twenty minutes. Yeah,
1: a twenty-minute delay. The Zamboni was just chilling on the ice. They were doing everything they can to undo it. They brought watering cans out on the ice. Like it was a whole thing. to your They hand. had to get towed <laughs> off the ice. They had to tow it off the ice. Um, I also love our PHNX Coyotes account going after them, calling them a, pover- a poverty franchise. Um, I hope you enjoyed the tables being turned on you Sabers. But then the Arizona Coyotes account dropped an. Absolute money meme, um letting the Sabers know that they also miss the L on their way out with their broken symphony. <laughs> so good, tierison I love this. I'm kind sorry of to laugh at
0: Sean's expense yeah but that is fantastic
1: so funny uh does an absolute win of a meme also shout out to our girl mallory for doing a great job with the social media over there um it has been really fun to watch this season they have had some fire memes they also dropped one last night you know the cat the um housewives meme with the lady yelling and then the cat on uh-huh. the other end of the table they had uh-huh. that one for the rangers last night so good <laughs> um shout out to the coyotes for killing the internet um you just love to see that kind of interaction right cheers
0: i love to see the interaction I also love to see the coyotes like I said earlier in the show defying odds and getting wins and like for all the flack that they get for all the trolling that comes their way the fact that they're able to kind of throw it back in other teams faces
1: I am here for that. Oh, my God. You should have seen the comments on their meme posts. Like, the other opposing fan base, that just made them more mad, which honestly made me more happy just, like, knowing that, like, A, they were upset because they lost the Coyotes, and then, B, they just got trolled on the Internet. Like, they were not having it, and I thought that was hilarious. So, hey, if you can't dish it, if you can't take it, don't dish it. So. I just want to say
2: Sabres fans have not been the kind of fans that are coming at the Coyotes because they know what this is like. Mm-hmm. They didn't deserve a I mean, this Well, they, they... did because this Zamboni broke down. They deserved it for that reason.
1: I, I saw an
0: article that I – brushed past earlier, but it kind of just made me think about what it's like to be on the other end. Uh, you know, there was a a headline, I'm pretty sure it was in a New York Islanders um beat writer that wrote a headline that was like, Okay, the Islanders lost a game they should have won. That's the NHL. And it's like, okay, How many times can you can you use that excuse of like, well, they they just lost a game they should have won. Or maybe the Coyotes are just better than we all anticipated them to be. Like, why don't Mm. you they can never give the Coyotes any credit. It's just like, well, our team just lost a game that they definitely should have won. It's
1: like, okay, Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, Quickly going are you going to say something? I was wrong?
2: just I was, let's be clear. The Islanders should have won that. They have a, like a top 3 goal key, goalie in the league and they're they're a better team than the Coyotes. The Coyotes are just playing hard right
0: they're now. They're just okay. They're just the
2: I mean, have the best
1: power like, play in the league. I mean they have may good give recently. them a little bit of credit though for uh. the way that they're playing.
2: <laughs> I mean it's three games. Let's see. Uh, let's see them continue it.
1: Um, quickly going back to the Suns. Speaking of interesting things happening in games, um, I'm pretty sure the Timberwolves forgot that you're supposed to have five players on the court when you're playing basketball.
0: Um, have you ever seen a power play in, in the NBA?
1: Yeah, there you go. Um, D'Angelo Russell was chilling on the sidelines, and I think he forgot to check in. Um, the, the Suns were playing five it, on four no, basketball. Did forget to check in? What yeah. are you doing, my man? What are you doing? (laughs) The Suns were playing five on four basketball for like two minutes before D'Lo finally checked back in. And it was honestly hilarious to watch because um, it's finally a team other than an Arizona team struggling to to play a competent game of basketball. It was bad. Like, I don't know. How do you not check
0: in? What are you doing? I don't know. That kind of reminds me. I've done this before where um, there's, you know, my previous profession of working in TV, I have been sitting at my desk forgetting that I have a show to do and have been late for a TV hit and not missed it because I was staring at my computer. Um, so I've been there. It's not fun, and um, but I have have I ever really seen this happen while a game is going on? Like, what are you doing? You're looking at your phone. What are you possibly doing? Yeah, that's going to distract you from knowing that, like, uh, you know, like you're a, a starter. It's not like you're a bench player and uh, didn't hear your your jersey called or something like that. Like, what are you doing? You got to stay ready, my man.
1: So bizarre. Maybe it's just a brain fart, which I can relate to because I've got at least five of those. A that's day, what so. I was saying. It's like listen. <laughs>
0: have i done something like that before i certainly have but uh i also am not an nba player so uh,
1: well oh you're not an nba player i'm not breaking news know it's uh,
0: i'm a golf i'm a golfer though she this is a golfer birdie.
1: <laughs> she is a golfer which is more than i could say because i don't like doing anything that raises my heart rate over 80 beats per minute so major <laughs> props to cheers you to can it. still wear bad birdie gear though even if you're not a golfer that's the great thing. i feel like that makes me a poser no nah, i so? do it
2: you, if you if you're a poser you're a good looking poser because the shits look good that's nice. true oh
0: wait sean you don't
2: golf i've been golf a few times but i can't i don't like own clubs or anything i'm not an active golfer you've
0: been
1: golf
2: I've been golfing.
1: Okay, golfing. <laughs> Did <laughs> I say golf? Yeah. You
2: I've say, been golf. You been said I've golf. been golf. I've
1: been golf. <laughs> I've been golf. <laughs> oh, I think that's a sign that it's time for the weekend. Uh, Sean can't speak words and <laughs> I can sing them, though. Um, Do you want to sing us out?
0: Yeah, sing us out, I was going to
2: say, it's Friday, then. It's It's Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday, then. It's Saturday, Sunday, what?
1: Thank you guys so much for joining us on this episode of the Phoenix Sports Podcast. You are all the absolute best. Don't forget, if you want to join the family, you can do so by going to to gophnx.com and signing up for a membership. We have so many exciting changes coming that I can't tell you about quite yet, but you guys will all know super, super soon. But I promise you, you are going to want to be a part of it. So don't miss out. And don't forget that we will be back at this again next Friday at 1230. We hope you guys all have a wonderful, blessed weekend and have the best time ever enjoying your free time. We will see you again next week at 1230. Bye.